put me down for the full set. And I, did, did the people miss where, where Jay White ran out? The, the, the unprompted Jay White just ran out and was all... Did they miss that part or the, the banger of a main event? We'll what get is, into it, obviously, to, to well, see where seven. you divert from the road here. Because I I I'm... I, I don't like I don't want to say six and a half because I feel like if I'm saying six and a half I really do mean seven and I'm couching it for no real reason so I think I'm with you there for a seven so we'll see maybe we'll see which which way my gut goes here because I'm not about to post a coward seven um, and, and to, to be clear I want to go see maybe some new names in the chat more votes seven doesn't mean flawless sure it means wonderful wonderful episode of television you're thrilled to watch yeah there are things on the show that I would have done differently and we'll get into that like you said Zoobs but uh yeah, no, no. Here, here on Zoom today, that's a seven. Oh, Real and feel, hater. I do feel that I'm betraying my own sort of formula, where I know in my bones when it is a seven. If I don't know if it's a seven or not, then it's not a seven. Not you know seven. what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, that's exactly how I uh, attempt it too. So I'm going to go in six and a half, and at the end of this episode, I will pick a direction of six or seven. How about that? Love that. Love that. We'll check in at the end of the app. See, I'm trying to. I'm trying to bring. We're trying to bring Zoob's Night wrinkles in here, right? Yeah, right. yeah, I gotta tell you, first maybe maybe Zoob's Night's the new norm. <laughs> the reviews, like, can we can we get a Zoob's Night in the chat? Zoob's Night, Zoob's Night. <laughs> Maddie, how do you feel about Zoob's Night relative to just normal A double dudes? I say finally. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into it then, because lots to get to. Um, you did say. Uh, lots you would do differently, but but some big moments, and I love talking about big moments. So let's do, let's do it right now. Starts yeah. off Ricky Starks music. Uh, I talk all the time, and you correctly set me up to talk all the time about the first thing that you hear on this show. Um, it's been a running thing we talked about for I would say a year and a half, probably. I think um, so. Pretty consistently tonight, it's Ricky Starks. Feels like that should be where Ricky Starks is. If I'm not, if like that, that you're like, yeah, that should be a place you're able to test him and see what goes on before anything can happen. He's jumped by Juice Robinson before anything can happen. Other that, he's jumped by Jay White. Um, no big intro or announcement, but Jay White is just running in on a Bullet Club beatdown. Uh, beatdown, Blade Runner, Switchblade is here. Switchblade All Elite as well, announced by Tony Khan on the site. So, Josh, uh, I think I know how you feel about this off the top because you did say. Did you miss the Jay White sort of debut as a big uh, moment in, in this evening? I ask you this. Does it, is it diminished at all to you because that this is like Jay White's seventh time on AEW television versus, versus if you hadn't seen him at all and he was running out? No, but I would understand somebody who was. Uh, for me, the you, you said it felt a bit like a Raw after Mania, Dynamite after yes. Mania. It's an immense flex that harkens back to when he would have back-to-back CM Punk, Brian Danielson uh, segments on the show. I just think it's funky to say, hey, we've got Jay White, who has been here before, a really nice match with Trent, but I think it's only, what, maybe three or four times? I don't know if it's been as high as six or seven, but whatever it's I been. I think if you're, counting, if you're counting Rampage, I think it's I think it's seven. Okay, there we go. Regardless for me, and I think mileage will vary based on how much you were familiar with the era of New Japan where Jay White was very relevant. Because basically since COVID, it's kind of been on and off in terms of relevancy. Now he doesn't, I don't think he feels like a smaller deal. I wouldn't even profess to be the biggest Jay White fan, maybe even on this channel, certainly not in uh, amongst our chat. However, for me, I don't think there's any denying that he is a big deal and the attitude of opening a show with a debut, all elite, here 
The only person to be unhappy about this is Juice Robinson, who's hooped. This is, this is, this is the only guy that's terrible news for. This is, the, the only guy over Jay White was going to pop up in NXT must have been poor Juice Robinson. But Yazoo's, I thought this, um, if it was diminished, it was a very little bit for me. This still felt enormous to me. And bold opening your show like this. Just in every way, not a match, not a promo segment. Jay White's here and he's kicking Ricky Stark's ass. And I love the pairing of Ricky Starks and Jay White. Uh, it tests Jay right out the gate on the mic, in the ring. I, I just like every, just a wise, bold, cool choice to me. Yeah, I have to agree on a lot of counts. I think, especially to your point about sort of the boldness of opening the show with it, I think it is. And Tony actually has done a pretty damn good job with this. I think this is the second or third time this has happened where it was like Tony has a big, bold announcement. And then there's like a debut where somebody shows up that isn't the big, bold announcement. Yeah. This is, I can't remember what it was the last time, but there was there, another it one. It has these. happened before, though. Um, so I, I, as soon as he ran out, I was like, Tony's done it again. He has like a, he has like a, a like, a, like an A level announcement, but it's not S level announcement. And he's giving us the other A level announcement in the same show, right? People would exactly think, right. There are people that think Jay White is like, it's a pretty big thing. And this, whether it's a thumbs up and thumbs down is sort of a, a mixed thing. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on, on excitement about it. And, um, yeah, the boldness sort of like straightforwardly saying that anybody that was d disappointed on Monday was like, oh, I thought Jay White was coming. Like this, that stuff does happen here, right? It's like it was very, it's a very clear, like we don't, if you were turned off, if you were one of the people that loved WrestleMania on Sunday and you were by some miracle of life, they hooked you back in on Monday, <laughs> you ran for the football full speed one more time because you want it so bad. Um, if you had that football pulled away, Tony was very clearly saying like, you're thinking of AEW. It was just one night. Don't get, don't get, don't get it twisted. So I, I did feel that as well. That it felt like a bigger thing, especially with, you know, I think another big difference between this appearance for Jay White and the previous ones, as you said, obviously he's being positioned a lot stronger. But, um, it, when he was appearing on the on the program pre previously, it wasn't like heavy, heavy that like WWE wants to have him on the show this week. No. Right. So I think Certainly that's a, no. that makes it a much bigger statement, even than it may be as a sum of its parts. Yeah, it's very wise to approach this week of Dynamite, I think, if you're a behind-the-scenes uh, person there, or even a wrestler, as let's be the warm embrace for this negative, come on in, the water's fine. Like, this is the energy you want coming off of AEW Dynamite tonight after just sort of a legendarily stinker of a Raw and a main event of WrestleMania that I don't think too many people were happy about. Maybe the Zoobs and I excluded. Yeah, people, man, people were thrilled about WrestleMania on, on, in the moment. Maybe not people here, but like, I was amazed. It's, it's hard for me to even, <laughs> hard for me to even believe. Uh, I guess it was and we did show. talk about that behind both of our paywalls at uh, patreon.com slash j0shc and patreon.com slash less than j's. You can find our full WrestleMania review. And Zoobs, if you don't mind, I'd like to open up early with our first keep it or kick it of the evening here. Lots still to say about Jay White. I'm not done talking about him, but let's let the Brainiacs lead the discussion from here. You know the rules of keep it or kick it. Head on over to the emotes bar. Keep means you like it. Kick means you hate it. This statement. Keep it or kick it. Jay White is an eventual AEW world champion. Keep it or kick it. 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 Keep it, kick it, keep it, kick it.
Well, maybe only once. Okay, good. All right, he had another thing he was sending to I apologize. Shoot it. I've always said dynamite after Mania as the show of the year. All five were going to buy. Always Thank you. One of my worst bumps in a while, Zooms. Tough, tough one. People are you got you picked the one that people are hyped up on. Nobody's I, in doubt. I will go through the keeper kicks uh, on Zoob's night, presumably. Yes, I think that makes sense. Here I go. Sam Fells with a keep. J Eggs with a keep. Hey, my name is Will with a keep. Yamo J with a kick. VZ with a keep. Thomas W with a keep. I am Ahab with a keep. E Prime with a keep. Torque Pendulum with a keep. God of Lundgren with a keep. Area Thrasher with a keep. Several one with a keep. Kevsel with a keep. No clue what this is with a keep. Fat Aaron with a keep. C Suffer with a keep. Good friend Jake with a keep, Danny DeRosha with a keep, Cadenza with a keep, 509 Tobias with a keep. Pretty unanimous. Pretty, now, pretty, what, 95%? Pretty. Uh, maybe my worst prompt in forever. People really, I mean, there aren't that many AEW world champions. That's that. That's pretty, that tells me people think that he's like in the mix for MJF, I think, if, they, if they're that confident. Is that, is that how you take that, Zoot? Maybe also a vote that they think he's going to be here for a while. That he's sure. like he's going to be a several year contract. Um, I don't know. To your point, like it's not like they hot potato that thing around over the course of the year. You might have they might have one change a year, and you see him for four years. If he's not one of those, he no. ain't going to be it, right? It's a big deal to me that he's here. I liked his match versus Trent on Rampage the one time. However. My favorite Jay White stuff are all like drawn out epic New Japan mains. And I wonder how much of that you can capture without big entrance, 40 minute match. I think as a TV wrestler and never been in NXT, there might be some things to come along, but only room for optimism. I'm very excited to see him and Ricky Starks. I think it's a really, really savvy first pairing across all. What, what about you, Zoobs? Do you think he'll be a champ? Uh. <sighs> I lean no only because like to your point it's a pretty exclusive little thing it's not it's not they have to really think very highly of you I think to have you in that mix and I don't know that um I expect them to have him there not that I don't think he's not capable of it or talented enough I don't know that I expect them to put him there um it could happen I lean I lean towards kick I, I yeah really do. I I would be kicking this too I uh I think he'll be in big positions at forbidden door and on pay-per-views and singles matches but yeah I don't have him pegged as a future world champ over too many people. Yeah. But we'll see. This feels big. It does feel big, I will say. Um, it, interesting. It, interesting. I like. I do like the Starks matchup. I, before we move on quickly, just anything on, this, anything on the choice of Starks for you? Yeah, it's interesting because I think Jay probably has to win. Mm -hmm. And it would be nice to have Ricky in more winning positions. However, I, I do think that Jay developing a promo style on TV, Ricky is somebody that could both swing with, swim with him and sort of bring him along, somebody who's really good in that zone or at least can be. So, yeah, lots of room for optimism. I like the pairing. That's, you know, I don't love Ricky having to take a loss, but that part is what it is. Yeah. Uh, they go to the they go to the desk. Alex Excalibur reminds us one of the biggest nights in AEW. Uh, they run a flashback to Adam Cole returning last week and beating uh, Garcia, and then do a do Jericho promo, and he explains um, he had nothing against him. He was happy to see him, uh, but he got the win and he got the girl and he got the celebration. And he celebrated for too long, and he punked out uh, Danny Garcia. Lack of respect, Jericho says, and then Keith Lee shows up. Keith Lee playing gray. Um, play gray. all the way big time hashtag and play gray. Uh, hashtag play gray he's doing it he's living his truth he's out there gray haired and loving it looks it. great 
He does. He really he looks like a like somebody's like having fun with a creative wrestler and then just like the most biggest like badass that. guy. <laughs> like he looks so big too uh, in on Jericho. Um yeah, he does look huge on Jericho here and challenges him next week in Milwaukee. Teach him a thing or two about respect. Um first, of course, if you could expound a little bit on Keith Lee playing Gray. Because I don't even know if we've if I've heard you go long on this. Yeah, so I think there's sort of a growing contingent within wrestling, be it Jade Cargill, J.D. Drake, and now Keith Lee. Who knows exactly where the influence is coming from, but they're they're not throwing the die on the head. They're they're letting it run. Zoob's, of course, the head of the play ball movement. Uh, I get to, nothing I like a little more than taking somebody's gimmick and making it my own. How about <laughs> a little play gray for the people on the show willing to, you know, people in our 20s to 30s. We, we got gray hair, some of us. Some of us can only be so lucky to be only that you stand alongside Keith Lee and Jade Cargill. I mean, good gravy, you know. Yeah, good, nice of you to add twenties and thirties in there. <laughs> I, I had gray hair at eighteen. I know. <laughs> it's, it's nice. It's nice. I now I, I say like my, my I'm now no longer carrying the flag for people in their twenties, right? I, I, I typed that. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, now like was now, but people in their thirty and their thirties and their forties. We're on Twitch, so I figured you know, probably a couple That's of kids hanging around. You're in high school. You're, you're going great. You know, whatever it is. <laughs> Anyone in their twenties is a kid. Um, but no, yeah. Uh, anything for you? Is that, is that anything much for you? Like uh, Keith Lee against Chris Jericho. What what is going on with Keith Lee first in general? But like, uh, does that do a lot for you, Keith Lee, Chris Jericho on Dynamite next week? I'm not wrong in saying they match up weird, right? It seems like a it seems like I one that I I doesn't seem like a pairing that jives right now for me. That is very very weird as uh, so just to say, but I think it could be cool. I hope Keith Lee wins. I would hate to cool him off in the middle of this swerve feud that appears to be going absolutely nowhere despite being immensely hot not that long ago. Say Levy, what the hell is going on there, Zeus? I have no I really don't know. I I I think for one thing, one thing I read is I thought that Swerve's uh Trent, like henchmen are gone. Trench is gone and and Parker Boudreaux's gone. They're both hurt or they just don't work there anymore. I think both are injured. I think Parker Boudreaux is showing on Rampage that was so bad that people lost faith in him is what the hubbub was. And then Trench is injured. When did Trench get injured? Dude? Are they wrestling? And I don't know what's going on here. I think they had one match on Rampage, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, you, you get a hurt out there in the squared circles. He's, he's I guess if you're on out in, there, you know what happened? You to never Trench? He was fighting. And, he's fighting another true. grown man. You know, it's like it's like when you start doing any sort of cardio. If you never do it, there's a chance that you hurt yourself early on in doing it. You have to be. Maybe we can tell a great Matt story about that in the post show show tonight. Um. So yeah, I think we've all. I think we've all. There's no point in like doing a referendum on on Keith Lee promos. I think we all accept. We either feel one way or the other about the way that he talks and the way that he approaches promos, and that's is what it is. There's almost like no. We're that we're, we've done it enough times. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure on. I I didn't love this segment, but I'm interested enough in the match next week. Yeah. And I liked Jericho giving a reason for why he's mad. I thought that that was annoying too. Uh, Cole celebrating for so long to end last week's Dynamite. So I have no problem with Le Champion going, ah, that was Dan G out there. You made him look like an idiot. You punked him out. That's my guy. I don't mind that. Reason enough. Big brother looking. Yeah, it did seem like a, I was, I, I did totally get that, that too. I was like, that's a really like interesting bone for Jericho to pick. It's like, it was really. He, he got there. He found a way. Uh, I do that for you, stuff. Zoobs. And you too, Maddie. If some guy punked you out of you, you can't make them look like that. Yeah. The first part of that doesn't make any sense, though, right? Yeah. How'd they punk you out? I'm left laying and the lights go. I don't think that's. Anyway. Talking about uh, the ultimate rhetorical, obviously. Yeah. What are we doing here? <laughs> 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 With zombie apocalypse, why don't we? 
Um, I, I mean, can I say one thing on Adam Cole briefly? Yeah, I think uh, yes. So they're, they're just they're, they're talking about it here and moving to Jericho and him. I, I'm I'm not thrilled he's back on the show. My interest in him is no better than it was at any other point in time. <laughs> Interesting shot to take, but yeah, this early. But yeah, you're right. There's more. There's more Adam Cole. Adam Cole starts a really weird role. We'll bring it up when Tony does the big announcement. I was like, it's so weird that you would hand the mic to Adam Cole for. And it's not the first that. time he did the all access one too. He I, it, Tony thinks that Adam Cole is like his. Number two baby face is what I assume. <laughs> I love this next one, though. Uh, lights out. Lights go out. It's House of Black. Uh, House of Black against Best Friends. And uh, I think a lot of people before seeing the intros here, it's like, oh, House of Black, um, semi-squash. And then it's the White Caravan. And it's Sue, Big Match Sue. They're here to play. It's, it's, it's game time. It's championship match material out of great to see friend. you sue yeah uh and you already knew sort of like it was going to be an interesting clash of um personalities and i think it's so funny you sort of i sort of realize um so you go into these matches you're like oh man how is how are these teams going to match up it's going to be such a such a way for them to, and then you realize that like man chuck and trent and orange cassidy have been doing this <laughs> since they started doing it like it's there's, Sleepwalking. No, there's nothing they are better than better at than like how are they going to beat the serious guys it's like that's all they ever it's all it ever is <laughs> of course they, they're amazing at it it's amazing oh, stuff they really are so amazing at it this is the most i mean i don't know if this is true but it certainly felt like the most i'd enjoyed a trios match on the show in a little while i loved every pairing here of course most chuck and brody king I thought, you know, you got to maybe a breakaway singles feud for the world title there and something. Gonzo Bomb versus Awful Waffle. <laughs> Battle of the Pile Drivers on the program. Although it was Trent who hit the sit-down one in this match, I suppose. However, come on, there's there's some juice there, right? So it was Chuck Taylor versus Brody King. Some juice. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, you you, you get the belt on Brody and then Chuck beats him, trounces him for it. I think it's sort of the, sort of the conquering hero way to go. That's what I assume they're building to at Wembley. <laughs> really love the spot in the middle here with the... Uh, Trent not being able to get Brody up for the pile driver. Chuck and Orange lay into him. Then Trent does. It's like, ah, yeah, this is when you talk about these three having done it for so long together. They probably have a million things like this in their pockets. Everybody looked super snappy in the match, I thought. Maybe Trent most of all, but Orange Cassidy continues to be on fire. Zoobs, I must admit, I I, I uh, kind of bought into them winning there for a minute. <laughs> I love that. I love that you always do. Um... I saw Sue, you know. Yeah, she was there. Big match too. Um, yeah, some shout out call out spots for me as well. Uh, Brody King just like smothering Chuck on a crossbody against the railing outside was really good, and Come then on. the other two did a series of um, catching spots where there was like topes from Orange and from Trent, and they caught them and threw them, <laughs> and they <laughs> threw them into the ring uh, apron. I thought they did it twice in a row. It was uh, super effective. Rick Nash tag. Uh, something for nine months, and you heard exactly what Rick Nash had to say uh, right there. And I thought the announcers halfway through this got into like baseball broadcaster territory where they're just sort of like goofing with each other and talking about um, all kinds of stuff. Do you like you that? Know you know what's happened, honest to God, Josh? You know what's happened? Tell me. Is merch matchness last week. It's hard for me to listen to Shivoni like do anything but be laser serious now. <laughs> Hearing him joke even a little bit, I was like, yeah, he's, he's, don't like, don't touch me though, right? <laughs> yeah, you're, you're borderline <laughs> nervous. You know, don't, don't let this guy joke around too far. Lord knows the next thing is going to come out of his mouth. He canceled on live television. Um, Telling Sammy yeah, Gavari wants the goop or something. 
I'm, I'm with you. I, I sort of marked down that that spot where the three of them were finally able to do all offense on Brody at the same time. Um, how earned that was and how big that felt because they re they call back to those catch spots later on and like hit them in a really huge moment to set that up. I thought it was really nice. Um, I did I did write down to make sure to get your thoughts on the statistical finish of the match being uh, Buddy Matthews pinning Chuck. Not a great visual. The damn thing is broken. Sorry, Zooms. What, what? What? Yeah, I mean, listen. I wouldn't mind this if Buddy Matthews was above five three or something. But why is Chucky got to take the pin? Why is the gentleman? Now I know the answer is because he's one of the most profound baby faces of the twenty first century, and wins hardly mean anything unless you barely get them. He's Mick Foley two Chuck's only gonna win the big one. It's all that matters. He's not there to win. But however, watching him get pinned by Buddy Matthews, it's like I, I you know, I'm saying Buddy. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Buddy, come yeah, on. I got you. Couldn't, uh, pinned by Brody King? No problem. Pinned by Malachi Black? Less problem. Pinned by any guy named Buddy. Not, not just Buddy Matthews. Anyone named Buddy. The Elf, Dogs Around the World, anyone. Buddy Holly? It's not confirmed. Holly, exactly right, Maddie. Thank you. Plenty of buddies. None of them. None of them could beat Chuck Taylor in a fight. And Buddy Matthews should count as lucky stars that he pinned the Kentucky gentleman tonight. In front of Sue, no less Zoobs. Yeah, I think because he is such a gentleman. That's why. That's why I assume Chuck is takes pins sometimes because, like, he's such a professional wrestler that, like, it's that's you know, as they say, that is that's the job. He's the like, honors. That's, that's that's me doing the honors. Who can get uh, over the next night again with ease with a little hair flip? Perfectly. I did think this was a really good TV match. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, and worthy of like the Ursats like opening spot. Right. Yeah, sort yeah, of agreed. Um, Christian Cage, great, perfect setup by uh, Excalibur here, saying Christian Cage breaks his silence to a promo where Christian Cage does not say a word. Uh, <laughs> perfectly. The, the dino look, though. Walks into the red, yeah, a red room, the classic uh, smoking red door, uh, and through walks Luchasaurus uh, with like a shoulder plate with spikes on it, um, looking revved up, breathing heavy, looking huge. Um, road warriors luchasaurus he looked really cool and uh, man if he's super serious stuff and and just a monster that thrashes people that's going to be good cooking i'm gonna I'm, I'm interested to see interested to see it's a very short thing you don't want to kill the whole show on it here but very interested to see what the trajectory for christian with a muscled up uh luchasaurus is well and if you remember zooms this is what we wanted for so long months ago oh, sure. when they were sort of on and off injury between between Christian Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy all off TV for different reasons at different times. I think there was a point where we're like, just break off. You have a winning thing here with heel Christian as the mouthpiece for Luchasaurus or maybe even the end boss of that duo who you feud with. So yeah, I, I say run with this. I think this has a lot of legs. I'd like to see if they could beat Jungle Boy in a two-on-one. That seems like a... <laughs> Matt, how do you feel about hosting the show? How? What do you, what do you think? So you were to buzz your head and step up to the big time? It's uh, no, Zeus. I I could not I could not possibly stomach that again. Please God, no. But I'll take some Hoss matchups. I'll take yes. a bunch of Hoss matchups. Hoss matchups. Big Bill and Luchasaurus think... is on Dynamite this week. Great. Do you think? I guess my other question: Do you think out of this that we're going to get like? Christian is supporting Luchasaurus or like, you know what I mean? Where we actually get a lot of Luchasaurus matches and maybe he, not a, not, as much, not so much a manager, but a guy that is like, Luchasaurus is doing the majority of not just the work, but like getting the acclaim and, and maybe challenging for a mid-card title. Yes, that is how I read this. This is part of a Luchasaurus push more than a Christian push. And 
I think you could go somewhere with Luchasaurus. And we both sort of always thought that. And there's these little moments, but then he kind of sucks in moments too. I think people forget how good of a striker he is. A lot of his strikes look exceptionally awesome in multi-mans. And I think Christian can draw whatever they're looking for out of the crowds better than most people on the roster. So yeah, everything about it, I'm in. I would have had Christian say something though, like you joked about there. Christian speaks is a draw for me. This is too damn serious. He lets his actions do the talking on this one. Hate that. Walking into the red room. I never uh, do that, Zooms. I, I only to all no, bark, no bite. You know? No actions. Um, you're going to get less, less actions. Get um, me behind the mic. I'm ready to do my action. That's right. Talking. Uh, speaking of action, holy, this next one. Uh, Rio comes out. It's oh, Rio yeah. against Jamie Hayter. It's a Jamie Hayter title defense. Um, really like a classic Joshi matchup was my sort of thoughts on this. It was like it's, you have the undersized a baby face that like just it's it's all counters of power moves that get her the glimpses of hope and then it's the like pure power uh, against an opponent that can make it look like she's being like absolutely collapsed inside when she gets slammed uh i thought it was just like a great just like the perfect matchup to make jamie look incredible which they did I'm getting you echoing like a second after in my ears. I can live with it, but as long as it's not coming through on the main feed, anybody in the chat, if it is, please uh, speak up. But yeah, man, Rio sells on everything are immaculate, folds in half, bends in every which way. I, I thought this match rocked in such a way that it was almost frustrating. We put Jamie Hader on TV and don't make her opponent Anna J. It's an easy winning combination. <laughs> Jamie Hader's ready to go out there and slug. She'll, she'll bring the heat. She'll bring the fire, but she needs somebody to keep up with her in some capacity. And I don't think the women's roster is lacking for depth in such a way that you can never, ever give away these matchups on TV. Jamie Hayter, we need to save every meaningful matchup for a pay-per-view. No, you don't. She's only going to be champ for, what, four or five pay-per-views? Get, let's get to it. Let's get through these matchups. And when she loses the title, she can go off TV for a while and then come back. I prefer that rather than holding off on the matchups, tag this, triple threat that. Jane, imagine how much better her uh, and her run doesn't feel bad, but I'm really just meaning it this way. Imagine how much better it would feel. There were three weeks of this in a row. Three, and, and they don't all need to be Riho tier, but they could be. They're never using Emi Sakura. They, they could they could easily put together three. I really think she would feel more formidable and like a bigger star because this crowd came alive for Jamie Hader more than a lot of people on this show. And the crowds have been coming alive for Jamie for Jamie Hader for a good while now. I mean, geez. Well, well, nearly a year, I would say, this ascent has been sort of um, pretty, pretty, pretty heavy in terms of like a legitimate thing that's happening on screen and not just a thing that you're hoping will be a breakout. Um, yeah, really bludgeons her in the finish too. Rio's so, Rio is so good at making it look like she just got like absolutely destroyed. It's, yeah, her frame incredible. is phenomenal for it. I'll also just say that I, the the Akira Hokuto. Uh, influence is strong in wrestling right now. A couple people have done her kickout thing. This match did it. I wish I could remember. I want to say somebody on Ring of Honor did it too, but it might actually have been last week's Dynamite where they do almost the I'm dead twitch kickout. Like they're, they're mm. so, it, it's hardly even kicking out. The shoulder's technically up, barely dead. I love that when Akira does it. Loved it when uh, Riho did it tonight. Unfortunately, it was for nothing, as you said, only to get up for one more. JBAB Trader just bludgeons her for the finish. But th this was just one of the best title defenses for this belt. On, and it was on television. I'm not I'm not saying that contextually. I'm saying that belt is one of the best matches for it, period. And it was on television. And that's really the best case scenario for all of us. Uh, couldn't agree more. Love this stuff. 
I, I, sorry, think, I, I forgot to mention something in the yeah. Jericho segment earlier. Do, do you mind if I go way back? Yeah, yeah. Jericho said, always happy to see one of the injured brothers back. Oh, yes, he did. Just wanted to point that out. <laughs> always. Always couple, good to see one of the injured. There's a couple of things like this. There's a couple of things like this. I think that are One more thing about Rio and Hater. It's so hard. Actually, Matt and I were lucky enough to be in an Artemis Spencer versus Speedball Bailey match that did this really well, too. But you know this, Zub. So many, when when two wrestlers are fighting on the top of a turnbuckle, it largely sucks. It's like all just set up for something, and they sort of do this to make it assess. I just thought Rio and Jamie Hayter looked like they were fighting on the ropes and knocked down to the apron and all over the place. The huge DDT, the gut buster apron bomb, like all these constant just cavalcade of stuff all based around the turnbuckle instead of just sort of sitting there and womp womp and then a, a Rana. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, Jamie's really uh, adding stuff before our eyes during this run. I'm, I've been really impressed. I'm with you. Uh, we go backstage to Renee, who is with the Outcasts, um, and they say we're here to get control of the women's division back, uh, and the way we do that is by one of us winning the title. And Renee says, but there's three of you. Only one of you can win the title, and uh, that sort of awkwardly, sort of awkwardly ends the interview. I think I think Tony's like it doesn't matter which one of us. We'll figure that out later. What matters is we have the title. Yeah, so, Tony, you had the title like really, really, like, very oh, only the interim title. <laughs> you just set this up a short time earlier. You complete control of the division is what you would have had. Um, <laughs> it's true. There's it's tricky, man, because. BCC on this show makes it hard for the outsiders where it's they're the, the two heel factions on this program who do beat downs on people and BCC is magnificent and outrider or outsiders don't have anyone as good as Mox or Brian and that's tough but I actually thought Ruby Soho kind of stepped up tonight it wasn't a blow away promo or anything but I think this is her first time as the full-on mouthpiece of this act and I thought she was fine I thought this got the point across they feel like a heel presence on the show and I get why that's useful uh last words of this promo was buy our shirt from uh soraya so well that i mean we, we do that for two weeks a year when we're hawking our merch too it's true it, actually some people are saying we did that first i don't really appreciate soraya taking our things and buy our shirt people are people are people will not stop messaging me on the reveal that we're going to be at forbidden door and like what when like where's the forbidden door merch i was like patience you know people i the interest in wrestling brain live 2 is heartwarming and we will be revealing the location of wrestling brain live 2 later on tonight and zoobs you so well parlayed us into our second of three keep it or kick it's of the evening the man who always knows how to do it best says it's perfect we are the sword and shield and that proves it right there because a very simple keep it or kick it for our second one here maddie you can ready up the music keep it or kick it this statement the outsiders are a good act Okay. 
back. <laughs> you're, you're muted, Josh. Sorry, everybody. Idiot me. I was going uh, to say, you're, you're back. You've done it. I know. Boy, goodness, eh? Uh, Bobby Burrito's confirming right here. He did the Forbidden Door 2 t-shirt design. And uh, I've already seen it. It's phenomenal. Wrestling Brain Live 2 is going to be unhinged. Let's get to the keeper kicks. Yum OJ with a kick. Danny DeRosha with a keep. VZ with a keep. Sam Fels with a keep. C Seppa with a kick. Nimble so five with a keep. Several one with a kick. Hey, my name is Will with a kick. I am Ahab with a kick. No clue what this is with a kick. Fat Aaron with a keep. Torque Pendulum with a keep. Pipe of Burritos with a kick. Rick Nashhead with a keep. Tridley McGinnis with a keep. Heart Note with a keep. Good friend Jake with a kick. E Prime with a kick. Kevsell with a kick. Has he done it? I feel like you've done it. I had to make up for the junk one I threw out earlier. I don't, I'm not gonna. I don't have to keep the, the official, but I see three. I see like I see three keeps at the end, and then there are three kicks right there with them, and then it's like one for one the rest of the way up. Man, you did it. Feels good to be back on top. You know, it is really every dog has his day. Just because you're at the bottom doesn't mean you can't be at the top tomorrow. One day the Always, feather duster, yeah. the next day the cock of the walk. Always darkest before dawn, right there. That's what that is. Beautifully um, said, big brother. Man, I needed that. Thank you very much. I heard that from Vince Chase on Entourage. Um, My favorite guy. Actually, I like <laughs> <yeah>. his brother. <laughs> uh, interesting. Um, I haven't gotten a ton out of this act, but I'm trying to be a patient person who understands that. I don't know. I, I don't. Know that, I don't know if Soraya is for me. I think is probably the overarching feeling that I keep getting. Is she the one you're least interested in these three? I don't, I, I, maybe, I guess so, probably. No, I think I'm probably least interested in Ruby Soho, frankly. I'm the same, yeah. Yeah. And then and Tony probably, on it's probably, top. It's probably, the same, it's probably the same problem I have with two of the three of them. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's tricky. I still, maybe I'm too, and you know me, no one's more off the New York pill than me. I've been spending my life getting people off the New York. I, I ain't on it. However, maybe for Soraya, I am a little bit, where I think of this, She's not Daniel Bryan, obviously, but you remember that Daniel Bryan period of time where he gets cut off before we can maybe really... He has a huge peak at 30, and then he's gone. Soraya has her own smaller version of that, right? So I'm willing to admit that there might be some lingering star power and ability that isn't actually there that I sort of see. But if I were Tony Khan, and I'm asking myself, is building a heel stable around Soraya a good idea? I say yes, especially with the news coming up tonight uh, about where they're going for their uh, big show, but more on that later. True. Uh, do you want to know what makes Daddy Nap Magic's nipples hard? Yes. Uh, it's the acclaimed joining JAS. Uh, he calls out the acclaimed, and the uh, we got to meet a Max rap. Um, Cocaine Bear in there, and George Santos in there. Um, and then I, I really am not super one hundred percent on what happens here. The uh, the <laughs> JAS announces they have a match together on Rampage. Yeah, 2.0 says that they've gone out of their way to get a four-on-four -four match on Rampage because they like the Acclaimed so much that they're going to team up with them. However, they then start saying that it's the J-A-A-S, the yes. Jericho Appreciation Acclaimed Society, and then they start doing Scissor Me Daddy Ass. They're stealing the Acclaimed gimmick in front of them. This causes Billy Gunn to have had enough and says, that's it, Gadoosh. And I don't think the match actually got announced, but I think presumably we'll see 2.0 versus uh, Acclaimed on Rampage. Not the, not the clearest uh, result there, but um, I, I liked watching these, two, watching these two groups hang out, but I don't know that this is... Um, what do you think of this? I don't know. I, I know that the, the quote-unquote comedy is never 
had a huge winning percentage with you. Uh, but I know we also like this one. I know we also like Matt Lee. We also yeah, like 2.0 in general. We, we've seen acclaimed um, anchor the tag division for a fact, be one of the most overacts in the company. Where is this landing with you? I'm very curious. I don't think people are going to like this one. And maybe I'm a bandwagoner, but I think I'm post acclaimed right now. Yeah, you, I said that, some of that in the chat right now. Is that right? Yeah. Who said it? Jay Higgs. I'm over acclaimed, Jay Higgs says. Me being into Who- them really didn't last long. Who's a bigger GWGI than our pal Jay Eggs? I don't know. They, they were never built for me, obviously. And I think the world of them is talents and their ability to be so over and have stayed so over. But my, and I, I even appreciate them staying on TV after a title. And I've talked before about how difficult that is to stay relevant once you lose the title. But my interest in, I don't know, maybe they need to change it up a little bit or get better opponents, but funny and funny. It feels like they're down at 2.0's level of the card right now, joking around with these guys that they're obviously going to beat. And maybe that's just a heat up, you know, the guns have exited the title scene after tonight. There's lots you can do there. But yeah, my mileage is, or rather my enjoyment is in not quite free fall, but in decline. Max, funny how what Max is going to rap about isn't, uh, isn't doing it. That's sort of the... <laughs> you know what I would have said tonight if I was Max Caster? What would you have said? I'm actually very curious. Triple H, you thought you had a plan. But guess who's back, haha? Vincent Kennedy McMahon. <laughs> they should let him say it. <laughs> Why didn't they say that? Can you... oh, would have gone viral. New York would oh, have gone viral. Go crazy. Would have gone viral. People yeah, would have gone viral. super viral. You said it, Zoom. <laughs> would have gone crazy viral. It's a fact Why, Why aren't they making more viral content? I don't know. Used to, what they used to be, they used to care about that kind of stuff, but no, they don't. What's the um, chat on this? Danny DeRosha saying the title run fell flat to me as well. Sure. Enfield Road, so much left on the table in the wrap. Yeah, I felt that way too tonight, like Zoob's mentioned. VZ, I'm okay with how the acclaimed is moving. It's time for them to mess around for a while before they break up and start feuding. I don't know if they if they meant to write that as a rhyme on purpose, but nice work, VZ. Um, I don't know if I want them to break up. I'm not even sure what I want. Maybe I'm impossible to please here, but I just haven't been that into their last couple segments. Even though Matt Lee carries a lot of charisma fun for me he is lower card right now and that's where this feels like the acclaimed thing is got some fun segments out of it got some stuff but i don't think there's a ton of like advancement to either side here this is sort of a keeping them on tv i think is sort of the feeling you're getting here if you don't mind uh, i just quickly like to thank uh, people who came out to the rec room this sunday for mm-hmm. my wrestlemania party a couple listeners came out and said hello people i hadn't met before so they're fans of the channel and I uh, just want to say that it went over very well and it was noticed by the people who run it. And so just really appreciate everybody who came out. That's awesome. Um, like one last point. Danny Drosha does bring it up and I sort of feel the same way. Is going as a baby face act sort of changes the nature of Max's raps as well. Sure. Um, and some of the joy of that was like him insulting, him insulting the crowd, right? Sort of like mm. it's part of what's so funny with that. And uh, still doing very well with it, but you know, the bar is pretty high for him what he's done i agree um, his best work is good yeah exactly right uh and they hit, it, they hit the title the title run very well may have been their ceiling right that, that is the potential and it's not always like there's more there's more there's more and that um, is a phenomenal ceiling and potential most tag totally. teams will never be as over with titles as the acclaimed were. fact most aren't uh okay um do we want to go to the segment now or do this whole MJF Let's day? Let's do MJF thing? day. Okay. So uh, <laughs> there's a press conference and a cutaway. We do an off-site video. MJF getting the key to the city 
um, to Oyster Bay, uh, meeting the town supervisor, Joseph Saladino. He does he does he plays it 100% pure babyface in the press conference, talking to the local reporters, the like local news 11, being like, um, I'm a Jersey boy and I represent Jersey, and that's how I got where I am by doing the hard work and the values I've got here. Um, really, really funny, like very clear, like schmoozing it up as the whitest meat babyface possible. Uh, a live band is there, and we're invited to a new show called A Man and His Music featuring Mike Rogers and his great band. Uh, I have that exact line written down too. Mike Rogers and his great band just stuck <laughs> out, didn't it? Love uh, to have a great a huge band. Pop. MJF gets a huge pop here. A huge pop here. Um, the mic stand at the top of the ring, or the top of the ramp, pardon me. They play Pennies from Heaven. He's crooning. He's scatting. Um, we'll get the whole song. We get, we get like a four-minute song with like improvs, as I said. Um, he gets to the crease. They get ring eventually. They bring Joseph Saladino out again. They say the key we gave you is too small. Here's an even bigger key. Um MJF gets the people to say you deserve it for him and then tells a story about suffering from ADD and gets a chant for ADD. <laughs> tells a story about his eighth grade teacher, Mrs. Benedict. Uh, she had it out for him and would single him out every day. And the last day of school, she pulled him aside and asked where his brain goes when he's in her class. And he says, professional wrestling. And she doubted him. And look at him now. Um, the lesson here is don't be a stupid bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Had a very like Norm McDonald the uh, flat punchline at the end. I really enjoyed this. Fuck Mrs. Benedict. I've had those teachers. They never thought I'd be anything. Now look at me. I'm streaming on Twitch about pro wrestling. Huh? Thomas Huckle, who's laughing now? Look at me now. I got a I got a job. Dot dot dot. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I'm working hard <laughs> for less money than I would. Really working. Yeah. <laughs> work basically every day. Um can I talk about a couple things here, Zoot? Sure. Do you, do you want me to go all the way through this, or do you want to stop at the good vibe? Let's train? stop here. At, if you don't, you know how long-winded my ass is. I have got, I got a lot to say about Sammy and Jungle Man in a minute here. MJF can't go to the singing thing too often, but once a year, it is a phenomenal fucking thing to have up your sleeve. It is so good that this guy is – and I, I remember some people – because to me, Zoops, I remember when he was first – got signed to MLW and his clip on Rosie O'Donnell went sort of viral of him singing. I always knew he could sing. But I saw lots of people on the Twitter timeline today who didn't know this piece of information were like, this guy can fucking sing too. Like, and they, of course, they're going to have new fans every year, every month, every week. Once a year pulling out this singing is just – it's so good for his character that when they go to Long Island, it's like, I'm the most talented, charming guy on earth, which he sort of is, right? There is a Mr. Perfect part of MJF. He was really good at school. He was really good at football. He's a really good pro wrestler. He's all these sorts of things. Loved everything there. Getting the worst saxophone player in the world to play <laughs> while he was scatting is a really inspired choice. You know, he doesn't want to get out Sean. So, uh, Zoops, do you, know, do you know that I'm quite the saxophone player? No, I didn't know that. I, I'm yeah, not surprised. Though, that, that's easily my best instrument. Wow. So wow. maybe they TK. I mean, I, I I bet you give me you give me you know three four days. I better than that, gentlemen. Tonight, all due respect. You picked that up in like a school music program. How did you come to play the saxophone? Yeah, you you nailed it. I was in both concert band and jazz band in high school. Played the alto sax in concert band and the barry sax in jazz band. Wow, that's sick. 
Maybe that's uh, that's gonna be my MJF thing. Once a year, I'll come on here and play sax. <laughs> uh, Miss Benedict Band, good friend Jake. Done. Um, <laughs> I I, uh, I played trombone in grade school. I didn't know that really. Yeah, and I, it's so funny. It's like I at one point I do remember like being pretty good at it, and then being like, okay, I'm not gonna do this anymore. Like yeah, just deciding that's... not to do it anymore. Like when you're a kid, that what life is. You're just like, I don't play trombone anymore. I there was like a there was like a decent amount of talent in trombone that I that I was able to play. Trombone's really cool too. It, it would yeah. be torturous for us to talk musical instruments and not loop Maddie into this conversation. No, I, just I'm a just piece a of cruelty. I'm not willing to do that. Yeah, that's like, like what you play. He's like a producer. Yeah, we all know computers is Matt's instrument. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how Matt plays. I don't play. I just listen. <laughs> oh, that's that's fucking powerful. What he's not playing that is what makes Matt so impressive. Um, he's not much. <laughs> He just um, evokes it. So uh, listen, yeah. anyway, I loved the first half of this. Thought it was very good. The Joe Salino stuff was hilarious. Lower taxes being chanted at him. I don't know anything about this guy. Maybe someone in the chat does, but certainly doesn't seem beloved by Long Islanders. Even he's so hated that he couldn't even name dropping MJF was not getting him cheers. He's a town supervisor. I don't know what that role is. I don't think that's like a. Seems very unlikely he would have, he would have anything to do with anything. Sounds <laughs> like a cult leader. Maybe <laughs> they just don't can... like the local government. Maybe there's something someone somewhere. There. Yeah, I can't blame them there. I mean, geez, look, we started. Yeah, sheesh. Um, yeah, holy. Um, it, it, some some fun reminder. It's easy and and fun to compare MJF to like classic wrestlers and yeah. like historic wrestlers. And, like, who does he remind you of? Um, for me, I thought this was a, a big reminder of like, oh, right, he has like a huge Jericho part to him. Yeah, yeah, I, that didn't cross my mind, but totally. And like, I think I think a big benefit you mentioned there, like not being afraid to show that talent. I think the work he did with Jericho years ago um, in this company, I think it really pays off here. Whereas like you sort of get that lesson to like, don't be afraid. You're gonna, you, can be, you can still be the most hated heel. Don't be afraid to let this stuff out too, though. Right. Don't be afraid to sow these seeds. Don't, don't yep. be afraid to like lean in. If you're going to lean into yourself 100%, right? The old saying, like your best self is you cranked up to 11. Now, do that in all aspects of your life, right? Not just the serious part, not just the homework study, or not just the super heel. Like lean into everything that you are. I think that's part of what makes him so uh, incredible and so great at being a pro wrestler. And, and it's, it's really incredible, truthfully. Got an update for you guys. Uh, yep. Joseph Saladino. Joey, same name as uh, YouTuber Joey Salads. Um, uh, it, just uh, one little tidbit from him. Saladino has never been married, nor has any children. He claims this allows him to focus more on his job and improving the town. Thank you, Joey. Well, that's dedication. I'm not married and don't have children, but, uh, you know, more on that in the post show. show. Yeah, so this, guy sounds, this guy sounds lazy. Holy. Yeah, um... wow. He we just wants to focus on work? <laughs> This is the least cool thing you could say. At least do nothing if that's going to be your goal. You're passionate about work. Chase a hobby, dude. What are you up to? His hobby, hobby is improving uh, Oyster Bay. Or whatever yeah, exactly. It is. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Whenever he's got free time, it goes yeah, right into yeah. Oyster Bay. <laughs> well, good for him. So um, t this ends in a weird, in a way that's really weird and, and ends up leading to like 20 weird minutes. Uh, they like set up jungle boy to, to eat shit here like they're like and also jungle boy go eat a ton of shit for some reason right like 
really, you know you have, the, and I understand, you have these big moments, somebody has to come out and, and piss in his yeah. cornflakes. That's what wrestling is. I know that somebody has to do it, but it's like, it's really hard. You see it's extremely hard for Jungle Boy. It's extremely hard for Sammy Guevara later. And they don't even make Darby face it. He stands on the rafters. They like, Darby's here too, but like he doesn't have to fucking do anything because it's poison down there. Um, they choose to have... Uh, heat basically they basically lean into the heat right like uh jungle boy jumps him uh after being a symbol player and doesn't like the big thing really like doesn't one up him on the in the brawl like double legs him but like is immediately reversed that's immediately reversed like it's not he doesn't pound on him he jumps him and doesn't really get the better of him um i think that we're we've we've maybe already broken up with jungle boy in our heads here but what um <laughs> what do you, where, I had where, where a... are you on the spot you know I think I had a better read on just the Jungle Boy stuff. Thing. Maybe better read isn't what I mean. That doesn't mean I paid more attention than you or something. I enjoyed it a bit more than you is what I'm trying to say. Sorry, knocked over my water bottle. I, I thought that the visual of him being in the band and then coming out and attacking him, that's sort of a classic pro wrestling thing. And I sure. actually did like the, the pinning exchange with the mount and ground and pound you were talking about. I liked the the crowd accuracy of boo he, you, you're so often to seeing that in like really slow boo yay i thought that they were reacting and i, I did think that was kind of fun maybe i'm remembering it with rose colored lenses because what was yet to come from sam g was pathetic and so i thought <laughs> i i don't mind taking advantage of the mjf in long island thing to just see warped dynamics i'm not even saying it's good but just seeing mjf and jungle boy fight and mjf is getting enormous cheers of jungle boy is getting booed is a little bit novel to me and i enjoy it just in that sort of way well boy uh Oof. sammy Guevara comes out and picks the title up and, and holds it up and uh boy he has a match with commander. The joint he, he has a match with commander which has a bunch of really cool stuff in it um, totally forgot about that commander strategy is like just hit the rope walk uh <laughs> even though he never wins command hit it, you got to hit it over and strategy. over again is his strategy just like spam the rope walk um shooting star press hit it at least four times is what he has written down before he goes out there um he, has, he <laughs> the does some incredible stuff on earth at his corner listen i love commander and this is a ridiculous I, I understand that i'm being a ridiculous person when i'm saying these things of course i almost feel like man we we, we get it. You, you walk in the ropes. Like, you, we got it. <laughs> I yeah, got the it. Of the choir here. Somebody I push got back it. on you. Sure as hell I worry like, 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 like I'm a stick in the mud. That's what I sort of worry that I'm doing is, is being like, oh, this guy's too talented. Tone it down. But like, honest to God, I was like, geez, dude. The first I'm time the I see you, I'm you read like, about uh, online that is like, oh, this guy <laughs> would rather watch Yoshinari Ogawa slap some nobody for 25 <laughs> minutes than a, a spiral tap from Sammy Guevara to the floor. And it's like, yeah. And guess what? Completely unironically. Like, I just absolutely enjoy the former more than the latter. Anyway, he flies so damn high. Uh, it is crazy. The, the stuff that some of the stuff that's not like just the rope walk into it, he does get uh, unbelievable hang time and uh, must be truly unbelievable to see live. I can only imagine uh, in the building is probably like absolutely mind warping to see some, some of this stuff happen. Of course. Um, Simi gets like some big counter spots. He gets to kick him out of the air on the uh, on the rope length walk, where he walks the entire length and goes to the outside. And there's uh, he meets him halfway on the rope uh, yeah. with like a cutter on the yeah. on the one that was end cool. To end. Yeah, I loved. I like that it wasn't clean. Right, he sort yeah. of whipped him around, and it wasn't like a very clean cooperative thing. Uh, it was like he 
whipped him by his head and it looked awesome. Uh, GTH. So Shivani gets into the ring and uh, Sammy's first line is, what the hell was that? American Idol? <laughs> Like first pitch, huge swing in the mid. Dude, like, I, I knew. We, we, what do they call it? DOA, dead on arrival. That can't be your opening. If I was, if if I'm in a verbal altercation with somebody and that's their opening line, I, I I'm, I'm saying, okay, my comeback is just you say to keep going. I, I don't need like what a whole. What is this American Idol? Delivered with zero conviction. <laughs> Uh, his point is that uh, he had him beat in 2021 until Sean Spears helped out. Uh, I personally wouldn't be like I would have won if it wasn't Sean Spears, right? I personally would. Unstoppable, <laughs> yeah. I, I always liked that I wouldn't know. I would have won if I wouldn't have lost, you know. I, yeah. If I had you in, you would have won. won state. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does come across like that. Uh, and then listen, like a no win spot, and he just sort of like eats. A huge, not I mean, not necessarily a no win spot, but like he's a huge plate of shit here with what he goes for. Dude, um, I just don't agree that it's a no win spot. I just don't. Yeah, at I, all. I didn't even mean to really say that. Um, a, a, a tough spot in front of a tough crowd, but like he eats a ton of shit on it anyway. Like he's you think like, if CM Punk yeah. was in his role, that's a tough spot. Oh yeah, <laughs> if he was the listen, that's that's an unfair comparison, right? You can't. But it like, isn't because you're saying it's a tough spot, and I'm saying that he's not a good enough right. wrestler. But CM Punk can do it. Doesn't make it right. That's like a really like, is small there a middle ground. Dude. Is there a middle ground? Yeah, that's sort of my point. Is like somebody who fucks up a front flip. You'd be like, oh, well, Vikingo would have done that. It's like, sure. yeah. <laughs> but again, I, okay, it's a I, tough I spot. I understand it. I, I understand what you're saying. I'll even use somebody on the roster that I think who is in the mid card. I think Malcolm yeah. Bivens, Big Stoke, could have done something there. Right. Okay. Well, I don't even know what we're arguing. Whether or not it's a big spot. Like, yeah, he eats shit. Right. Yeah. Full, no matter what, how big the spot is, he couldn't eat more shit here. He, he, he goes with like, uh, you cheated to get your way up. You were part of all these groups, and it's like my man, <laughs> like Sammy Guevara, has the I did it the right way yeah. as the like. What you haven't you been, I haven't seen you away from Chris Jericho in three years. Chris Jericho, <laughs> like for literally three years, you've been with you. Anyway, um, lists off a bunch. Of, he name drops Cody because like, absolutely, you're Cody's friend. You're Tony's friend. You're. In the circle until you weren't. You're in the pinnacle until you weren't. You're in the firm until you weren't. Um, really, like, trying to to heart and soul this. Like, I love AEW. This place is giving me everything. Um, met my wife, who everybody here hates. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, not exactly the direction I would have gone in. That I started moment. the relationship that everyone despises us both for and ruined her face push with. Uh, <laughs> that wouldn't have him without AEW. <laughs> like, she doesn't really like me as much. <laughs> everybody here hates me. Um, that wouldn't have happened without AEW. Yes. Um, really trying to heart and soul it, which is just like not his lane. Uh, he should know that. Um, and then uh, sort of leans into You Can Boo Me, which is so far gone. Um, but I'm not using this place to go anywhere else. Uh, he then get, he, he finally right at the end is like, I may as well call Long Island shitty. And he does. And you're like, yeah, you should have started with like Long Island sucks. Fuck you guys. Right. If you're going to do this, you may as well go all the way. Um, he says, screw Jungle Boy, screw Darby and screw MJF. So right at the very end, he finally is like, I should probably just be a heel. <laughs> yeah. I'll try to just swear and call this place crappy on the way out. I don't know, man. I, I know I'm a Sammy Guevara hater to begin with, but. This, I really think that this is an opportunity for a wrestler. MJF he, in Long Island is so over. Like, you have to be able to funnel that into something. Jungle Boy didn't really manage it, but at least the physicality was getting reactions. Sammy had, I don't like the term Xbox heat. Like, I prefer go away heat. Because, like, if you watch the Lost That Product, Xbox is about as over as it gets for large swaths of it. 
but I don't know. It didn't did not make me feel like he even belongs in this feud. I thought the Darby again different circumstances, but I thought Darby's promo uh, to start this off in the four corners thing was the best promo that any of the other three have come up with. It's crazy. I think we're having these um, annual sort of heat checks for the four pillars as to where they are to MJF, and I think we keep just like finding out that they're not they're not there. Yeah. Well, and it's him who put them there. You know, it's him who coined the phrase. He should have gone, me, Ricky Starks, Orange Cassidy, Daniel Garcia. We've, I mean, imagine where it would be now. True. Yeah. I think, I think like we keep doing these. Sammy? I think, I think it's similar to the Wheeler and BCC thing, right? Where we, when it first yes. happened, we're like, yeah. we're going to give us a chance. We're going to give us a chance to see if this sends him. And then you're sort of like, no, he's just sort of like this guy. And I, I, I also worry a little bit, like, maybe these guys are just like the guys that they are, right? Maybe – yeah, you know, maybe maybe we, we're we're projecting and forecasting and looking so far ahead that you know these guys are at their potential and it's very good wrestlers, but it's not, you know, you're not talking about an entire generation defining crop of guys. No, and in fact, it's the most common thing in wrestling. They're in every generation, eighty percent of the roster. Well, I mean, the Attitude Era is sort of a weird exception to this, but are character driven but not there isn't an mjf promo at the top of the card for most of wrestling history and when they are it's usually the biggest star in the promotion it's hard to do it's why you, if you could get just only get a guy like the zoobs in pro wrestling you give him the live mic <laughs> six six nine could it could have made some money uh yeah that, that's that is true sammy was tnt champion uh when mjf coined that and i think the other three they're like uh darby had been tnt champion and did look like a real pillar of the show uh, yeah at the time agreed uh and we've sort of were like we're still on the left was more segment of the jungle boy experience um ethan page and hook uh for the ftw title gets us back on track for dynamite uh i took the dog out for a whiz on this one uh i had to do it at some point before the show not after the show learned that the hard way a couple weeks ago um ethan page and hook i come back from taking the dog out josh and then if you would if you would stop me in the hallway and said i want you to guess what just happened um i think what i wouldn't have done i wouldn't have said i'm i'm betting when i walk back in there hook's gonna be high five and matt hardy uh would not have been on the uh, list of guesses that i had made but Fill me in here. Uh, I go to the washroom uh, with my beloved dog, Maddox. I come back oh, in and, and Hooked is uh, shaking hands with Matt Hardy. Top of the ramp. Yeah, so Matt Hardy's <laughs> had enough with the bogus man. Though the great Matt Hardy, I should say, has finally recognized that these ex-firm private party, Ethan Page, this isn't going anywhere. You know who's, you know who's playing the hot hand, dudes? It's Matt Hardy. You know who the hot hand is? It's Hook. Hot hand Hook. There's a new Triple H in town, if you're asking me. Uh, I thought that this was a, a fun match. It was, again, very, very hook-heavy. Ethan, And you know I'm an Ethan Page fan. I, I think I, I lead the, the charge for Ethan Page. A top, like a top like rope shoulder yeah. tackle is the exact sort of thing to get me to die on your hill forever. That's it. <laughs> here's your moment, Ethan Page. We're building. Here's your, we're going to lose. You got one thing. <laughs> Late 60s. Love it. Um, but yeah, it was very comic selling, very like splash out on the landings from the throws. He goes out very quickly after a Matt Hardy assist, then hook hits his own twist of fate. And then the red rum gets him out of there. And yeah, I guess Matt Hardy's teaming up with hook. I mean, sheesh, that's, you think of two winners there, Matt Hardy and hook. Yeah. I mean, I, it's one of those funny things. We're going to look back, uh, one day at like 
all the combined talent that was technically in a stable with Matt Hardy at one point or the other. And it's like, it's going to be this insane. Well, it's it's hilarious. And then you even think of the inverse that hook is also Dan Housen, jungle boy. He just does random pairings. And now Matt, how, how do you like this? Matt, uh, Zoops? Matt hooky. Hook. Hardy. Matt. Hook, there's something. Hook Maddie. Let me chew on it for a week. I'll have something I do. Week. I do like hook. I will say this as to your point there. Um, I do like Hook as like the starting quarterback who's nice to the nerds in, in high school. Yeah, <laughs> as like the like he's actually like, where we go to the TV high school where he doesn't bully the kids that are like is, like the the popular cool kid is also like the nicest kid in school. It's like oh, oh James Franco, <laughs> our friend Max, James like Franco, that. freaks and geeks. End of end yes, of, uh, freaks and geeks. Yeah, last <laughs> last thing I ever learned about James Franco. He's great. That. Um, our <laughs> Sorry, friend Max meant, is like I meant that. beep beep co. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Broken Matt Hook. Okay, VZ. You, you, only, you only want to draw so much money. Yeah, I can only you still sell have so many top tickets. Of the card. You make Broken Hook. There's no, there's nowhere left to go. You better bring CM Punk back. There's, there's no one else at that level. You, you got a Hook out there doing delete out in the Hardy compound. It's a billion dollar act right there. Billion. <laughs> you cash that in when the company's in a dire. If you really need to come back. Uh, so we go backstage now, and now it's time, right? Now it's time for everyone's favorite thing in the world, which is Tony Khan promos. Uh, look oh at my me. god, man! Wide-eyed and ready to talk into the camera. Uh, he introduces Nigel McGuinness, which I think scores some points for you. Correct? Oh man, yeah. I, I won't. I won't ramble on about it, but definitely, dude. Yeah, big time. Uh, not, I mean, not as, as good as a commentator, but it, it, look. To ability, he might have the biggest chasm as of a wrestler ever. Because in his prime, he's just so indie looking. But for viciousness, dude, he is Biff Busick. He was Misawa. Like he is Nigel goes. Capital G goes. Low key. Like he's in that. I, I really, really like Nigel at his peak. Uh you assume ROH announced table. What do we think is happening with Nigel Guinness? I liked the deck. Now, funny enough, Zoobs, I don't really know commentary all that well. And I feel like it doesn't stand out to me that much. When people have strong takes on it, I, I don't necessarily, I wish I was paid more attention to it. But I actually really liked the um, the whole ROH desk just a ton. I thought the whole outfit together, there were a couple of moments, of course, now I'm forgetting. But there were a couple of moments that I really felt were built by the desk. And uh, Nigel, a big part of that, obviously. So, yeah, I like every part of it and think he's likely to end up there. But man, is there any chance we get a comeback match at London? Is there any chance? Well, speaking of Nigel McGuinness and 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 in London, Tony Khan turns the mic over to Adam Cole for some reason uh, eventually, <laughs> and we are debuting. This is a, a moment that Tony Khan couldn't wait to announce from the moment five years ago. Cody and the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega started this company, uh, started this whole thing with a, an event called All In. Um, it changed, got the attention of a lot of big networks and changed wrestling history, yada, yada. I'm proud to announce we are doing the first ever AEW all in. Cause remember that wasn't an AEW show. That was just That's all right. in, um, debuting in London, England, August 27th at Wembley stadium. It's, uh, it's as big a stadium as you can get, uh, crazy huge. This is where they did live aid back in the day. Man. The historic arena, Zoobs. Me, not a team sports guy, but Wembley is a legendary combat sports arena. I mean, endless, enormous fights have gone down there. Recently, some Anthony Joshua main events and whatnot, but I I don't think they'll run this at the 90,000 capacity. So I saw numbers all over the place thrown out on Twitter that wrestling shows SummerSlam 92 was there and it was 30,000. Other 
I mean, how much more space than a boxing event could it take? We're in the 60,000s. But regardless, they are heading back. Holy moly, Zoobs. Big arena. Big arena. Big. And listen, we talked about this literally on Monday. Uh, what, we, what we want them to do. We want them to recognize that what they need to do to get WrestleMania of their own. Like, regardless of what you thought of the show, nobody could deny that the show felt enormous and everything looked huge yep. and it all looked big and it was a huge moment and it was a huge spectacle. Um, this is that. This is what it's supposed to be. And uh, I'm thrilled. I, I, I will say also, I have multiple uh, places where I called this exact thing. Where I said, I think it's a UK giant stadium. Yeah, yeah. I definitely saw you call. I think you said on the show last week, even that that would be the, or, or on the, over the weekend, whatever it was. Yeah. I, I mean, so first of all, there. yeah, I want to, I want to applaud, I want to applaud people because there are a lot of people pretending that this was a satisfactory announcement for the buildup. And I, I think that's really awesome. I love that positivity. I think that keep that energy. I love it. But for me, very, very important or the world, why you must tune in. Don't, don't, it's going to be one of those important dynamites. Ever. I don't live in fucking England. <laughs> I don't live in Canada. I'm not going to England for this, man. I think it's cool you can do a big arena show, but my, my problem is I, I know that I get too hyped for this stuff, but th- th- this could have been an email, man. This is, this is, this gets a week of promotion during Mania week. Short of, I guess there's always a thing, short of CM Punk showing, stepping into the screen there, what is the thing that, because like they gave, to my point earlier, like they give you, they're giving you three A things instead of an yeah. S thing, right? Or, or two and a, like, because you, you count Nigel too, right? Nigel, and you yeah, have Jay White, and you have the stadium show, right? You could you could say that's just the announcement, but if you watch the show for the announcement, you got all three of those things. That's totally true and a good point. I, I hadn't really considered that. Uh, I for, To answer the question directly, though, ROH is going to be live. That that would have done a lot for me. I think that to me that to me that's more of a that could be an email. Sure. I mean, you uh, live in England. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> No, I'm, I, think, I think it's going to be hype. I think it's going to be... The, I can't I'm, wait he, to watch it. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, Frankly, I, I, I have you, the energy. But, you know, it's a great guy to have around if you got to sell 50,000 tickets. That's Yeah, that too. I was like, he's never been more coming back than he is right now. Um, but but I, my excitement is not this, the specifics of it being Wembley Stadium, but, but literally two days earlier, I asked for basically this exact thing, right? We said... I want something that feel that a show that, that you can point to at the end of the year and say this was them going big. Um, if it's if it's not just the stadium show this year, but now all out is all in and all in is fifty thousand seat arenas. If it, all in is outdoor events. All in is like we find the craziest crowds we can find and get a biggest venue we can. That's true. And and I expect listen, they're going to London. They're not going to show up Friday, right? I expect it to be like a. That's pretty big it's a pretty big week um th- again the specifics of london wembley aside that's what i asked them for right essentially almost word for word so um i feel like i'd be silly and again i called it so i'm a little i'm a little biased right, you are the man who sees through this business like he's wearing x-ray glasses but you do have double or nothing may forbidden door june and now all in on in august there's no way all out is they're not on the labor day weekend this weekend i don't right? think there's no, so could be. I mean, could be, but uh, you know, maybe they see a lot of money. <laughs> like maybe that's going to make them a lot of money all summer, <laughs> and they do do it. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be so excited that week and to watch the show, and of course, we'll have tons of content around it. And if this became a standing thing, 
that London was their their show. In my lifetime, I would get over there, I think. Uh, one of my best friends in the world lives in Manchester, so it'd be a nice reason to sort of get over there. This is what bums me out that the UFC and AEW didn't team up instead of WWE and UFC. Because then you're just like, maybe they'll do one of those weekends. You get a UFC and a WWE or and an AEW in. But now it'll never happen. Well, I bet it's going to happen every time now, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I bet they're going to get the UFC pretty quick that, that week. <laughs> you're, you're, you're damn right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Oh, Anthony Bowens good. tweeted that All Out was still happening the week after. Okay, there you I, go. Jake that's saying how you want to you will. I think that you want to have Bowens announce it in a reply. Perfectly mm-hmm. done. <laughs> it doesn't mean nothing. Market, marketing keep, 101. We're going to keep the lid on that. I'm proud. Um, <laughs> no, don't okay. worry, everyone. And for a reliably great segment. Um, the BCC beating up guys that I did not have time to take the names down. Um, just kicking the shit out of these guys. And then we get we get... A Brian Danielson worth listening to on the microphone shows up. Thank God. Um, amateurs. He be- he hammers the word amateur into the ground. It's his new fickle, which he's so – this is what makes the ha-ha improv partner Danielson so annoying. It's like this dude is like absolute napalm. This guy is like is so good at this that he can do this. Um, you have two guys in this crew that can be a, a red-hot heel mouthpiece like – Feeling very blessed. Uh, goes Feeling through and says, blessed. goes through, I, I know what love is. Uh, I love Claudio. I love Moxley when he's ripping people's faces off. And I even love uh, Wheeler, even though he's a shithead. Uh, that's pretty That's pretty good. You're like, you are actually getting a rub on Wheeler and that'll probably go with him for a little bit. Yeah. Other big love is professional wrestling. Um, says the opponents were amateurs. Uh, so they were the only pro wrestlers in the building. And that brings out Hangman to get the piss kicked out of him. Uh, screwdriver to the eye uh danielson saying nobody loves this man and evidently they don't because no one was there i mean we know that i guess we're still doing the bucks and and kenny are out and dark order was like one too many times dude we're not doing it this time <laughs> or whatever um but yeah we get some gold like not real gore but we get a screwdriver to the face um we get some some old school wrestling here um what do you think of what do you think of of the new leather jacket fucking brian danielson People reject this notion because the yes man is his the popularity peak, but it's just so true to me that Brian Danielson is better as a heel than a babyface. Like the, yeah. the the planet's champion run, leaving ROH run, and now this. He obviously, and I think if you read between the lines of a lot of interviews, is sort of a bully in some ways, or and is very judgmental and thinks that the way he's living in his eco shack is the the exact way to live and he is sort of that guy and being a judgmental asshole isn't that big of a reach and he gets to flex something that's fun for him and i think he's just way more natural in this role because you think you brought them up but his way of going on offense as a baby face is just so lame um i thought hangman was very sympathetic here i'm legitimately interested in who's going to save him who he's going to team up with is there a ragtag uh crew that him and kenny could assemble uh for this that sort of is my read on it maybe Takeshta, somebody else i'm not really sure but i i'm very interested in it even though you think i'd be so spent on any mox hangman interaction they're both so good bcc is magic right now anything they touch on the show is probably my most favorite part of the show or at least what i'm most interested in and like you said having mox and brian running their mouths off his heel while claudio just looks like 
the guy who no one could ever beat. Bring Brock Lesnar over. I believe Claudio could beat that guy up. No, no problem. But Claudio could rough him up. It's he's giving off such good vibes right now. And Matt, you said this on Twitter, and I totally agree that them just being like, "Yeah, Wheeler's a little shithead, but we still love him." That's great. That's that's a nice way to brand him for somebody like me who isn't the biggest fan of him. But that that makes sense. So love this. Really, really loved everything about it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a it's an easy win for I think you and I. I think this sort of like the alley of alleys and. Yeah, I sort of thinking like just the impressive depth of like being able to give Mox a total like basically a total week off here and but also still like getting a ton in and getting like he's like a, a wolf for him and like I thought it was really effective and really important to not have this be a, like a pass the stick around everybody gets their half promo and it was like yep. no Danielson is like very clearly directing traffic here um, not that he's a leader but he Nine is years. like he is it like doubling that yeah. We like doubling down on like no, I'm this is I'm this is what we're doing like you know what I mean. There was sort of the the surprise is gone. How are they explaining his return there? And it was like these guys fucking love being absolute savages. So that's how it's all working. Um, I think it's a really effective thing on the how on the show. And and I agree with your point. It's it is sympathizing up a hangman big time, letting him be the music that answers the call in these situations, and will allow them to get Kenny there too. Um, that's, we're so close to that, and I think fans are so ready to have the the Kenny face pops again. Yep. Um, what a valuable tool to have BCC in this show in this in this role right now. It's, it's been huge. VZ saying, uh, felt weird to send Hanger out just to get screwdrivered unless this is how he teams up with the Bucks after they both get messed up by BCC. Yeah, I think the latter is exactly what's going to happen. And I like it for Hangman's character. These guys attacked him last week, and he's not a lie down and take it kind of guy. Oh, you're all in one place. I'll come out and you're going to kick my ass, but I'll hit you a couple times too. I'll take three punches to throw one because I'm pissed off. Like, that's a, that's a real thing. And I like that for Hangman's character. Piccolo. Piccolo, right. exactly right. Hey, hey I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a loss, but you, you, we're, we're both going to lose. You're not going to go home not feeling sore. Uh, Gravedigger35, I don't know if it's just me or why I feel this way, but I view Moxley as the least exciting member of BCC. Uh, Gravedigger, head up to your Google search bar. I want you to type this name in. It's a guy named, type in W-H-E-E-L-E-R, <laughs> hit space, Y-U-T-A. And I, and then, and then we're going to have this discussion. Well, he's got, he's, you know, he fought Shibata on the weekend. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, sure. He got his ass kicked by an all-time great, you know, lose at a belt. But, uh, sure. Um. Yeah, no, uh, listen, I mean, I, I understand, I think what you're trying to say there is that you've seen the most of Mox, but I think it's sure. effective It's effective to have him still on the show as a presence, as a threat, and not have him need to be the center of attention here. I think it's valuable in a, in a big way. Totally agree. Well, while I also believe over Brian, again, they've both lost to MJF, but if you had to heat someone up to the title scene immediately, I would take Mox in that situation. Uh, okay. We arrived at the main event. It's the careers of FTR on the line against the uh, the titles of the Gun Club, and uh, some people. FTR had done it. They'd done just enough to work enough people that they were going to lose this match. Uh, they pull out all the stops. We get uh, many men from Fifty Cent as the intro uh, cool. music for yeah, big time. People, people, all caps tweeting out, "Guns are going to win because of this." Um, you have plenty of pathos, you have plenty of stakes, you have plenty of things on the line. You have, um, you know, top guys trying to establish themselves once again as top guys. And, and, you know, you're again, dynamite after WrestleMania, you've had a, you've had a debut, you've had a big announcement. You've had, um, four, four title matches on this show, I believe yeah. it was said. Um, I can't remember what the fourth one was. 
Anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, oh yeah, the, F- the FTW. There we go. Uh, but yeah, you have you're four, and you have a title change of the main event to get your um, your biggest name tag team the titles once again, and say this is who is on our show. Nice to have tag team wrestling in the main event again, uh, as always in tag team division. I hope this is a uh, long and happy partnership. Um, I mean, main event FTR wrestling. That's what I'm all about. I want to be clear. I like the 50 cent entrance too, but the guns theme is probably my favorite theme in AEW. So I hope this was a one-off. <laughs> I thought they looked great in the big entrance. I they I did. saw people tweeting that out too. I really came in tonight thinking F- FTR aren't going to leave AEW. A big pay-per-view return promos. I mean, Dax basically started a podcast. It appears to me for this angle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's kind of where I'm, I've arrived at with this. However, I think FTR back on top of this division is a W for everybody. I think both the guns and acclaimed had good runs and maybe even better runs than I thought in a lot of ways, especially true of acclaimed. And now it is time for the best tag team in the world to get back to business and put on some tag team wrestling in that division, you know, and, you know, bring some gravity in a way that I think will be very welcome. I don't know if a heel turn would be the worst thing for them. I might consider that somewhat soon, but uh, yeah, very happy to have FTR holding those straps again. It's one of the things that you should be able to go to on this show basically at any time and be like, okay, let's really give some acclaim to this part of our show. I respect respected last year allow, allowing them to sort of travel around and be check all the boxes off their things and get all that done and 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 still have those doors open. I'm sure they can still go and wrestle in Mexico and Japan and and uh, you know down south and, and I'm sure I'm not no doubt in my mind can they go basically anywhere they want right now and wrestle and win titles. Um, it's just also important, I think, every now and then to have them as the home team, right? To have them as yeah. like your your team has to come to us. Ozzy Oakman has to come to us for our titles, and these are our guys. It was good to have them hold all that stuff, but it is also important, I think, to have them at 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 the home on TV, um, establishing your other teams and 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 building this division again. This a fun division with a lot of different combinations and a lot of people coming in, and you know, Juice Robinson and Jay White, you know, all this mm-hmm. other stuff. I think a nice stabilizing force. And again, I think to bookend the show with the Jay White unannounced entrance and end it with an FTR title win, I think you are winning back people that were turned off on Monday. And maybe that's, maybe maybe I'm wishful thinking there, but I'm thinking there's always this, there's a, yeah, there's always a thought that like maybe you had 500 people enjoyed WrestleMania enough to watch wrestling the next day. And we're excited about those specific things and wanted to see Jay White and wanted to see what was happening and got a good show tonight. And it ended on a positive note, which is wink, wink, not that hard to do. Really not that hard to do. Um, I also think you, you really can't forget FTR are top. What five stars on this show? Like, as an act that they are big stars for AEW. They'll be big stars for a return in New York, and then they'll fade away within three months and mean nothing. And they know that they were there for a long time. They are beasts on this show to use a murder. Brian phrase. They are giant stars and maybe beasts is used incorrectly there. Um, but regardless, they're, they're huge stars on this show. And I think they probably appreciate that. And having the belts on is going to be relevant to the division. I just hope we get one meaty tag feud at the center of this show anchored by FTR. Maybe opposite Trent and Chuck. An <laughs> FTR <laughs> heel. Uh, the show began uh, summing it up here. Uh, the show began and ended with guys rumored to go to New York. So, Oh, yeah, hard. that's true. Not Good bad. shout. I didn't think of that. <laughs> Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, you really can't go wrong there, can you, Zeus? 
I think I'm there. I think you got me. We talked about the, the through line. I, got, I, mean, I think I'm two of seven. How could I not? Can I get some sevens in the chat? Sevens, sevens, sevens. <laughs> Jack Black saying Cash is beast, Dax is not. That actually makes sense. Especially if you watch the dog collar match. Yeah. And Cash of. doesn't have a podcast. That, that makes sense on a lot of fronts to me. Beast, it's uh, singular, uh, Josh. So if you want to describe someone as beast, it's uh, they are beast. FTRR beast, you would have to say. Please Is that said. what I said? You said beasts. Oh, maybe I was saying about Dax and Cash together. They right. It's sort of like the Matt's of point. It's, Matt's point is you would still say it singularly for the usage. Got that, it. Understood. Yeah, you got it. Uh, that's the, the show, everybody. Thank you very that's much. That's the show. My goodness gracious. Got through. Zooms. Do you have a little time to talk Wrestling Brain Live too before we uh, get you out of here for the post show show? Better make it quick, bud. No, that's okay. Matt and I can talk about it. No, of course I got time. We'll, let's uh, do it. Look at this. We have our location for Wrestling Brain Live 2 taking place the weekend of Forbidden Door there on the Saturday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. in Kensington Square in Toronto at Taco Taco. They have an events room in the back. It's a beloved restaurant. I think any uh, Toronto people in the chat will tell you this is a beloved place in Kensington Square. We'll do a two-hour show for everybody. And then we are in one of the coolest areas of Toronto to take on the rest of Saturday night and go in uh, different directions. It'll be a meeting place for everybody. Uh, we're very excited to announce this. I believe we hope to have tickets on sale next Wednesday. We'll see exact logistics for that. Everybody who signed up for the pre-sale, we'll make sure that you have a window to buy because I, we're very confident that this room will sell out. I think I think if anything, we probably could have gone to a bit bigger, but the venue is so cool and a place that we want to do a show that it feels like a sacrifice worth making. But if you're coming to Forbidden Door that weekend, I mean, we have just in pre-sales, if everybody who wants one of those still wants one, like 80% of it sold. So if you are, if you are flirting with it, think about it this week and we'll, we'll make sure to put it on sale. Kensington market. Thank you, Danny DeRocha. I, I live way out here, you know? Yeah. You were so, rolling. Uh, we're incredibly excited for yeah. this Forbidden Door weekend wrestling brain we're all going to be in one place uh zoobs this is this is tremendously exciting isn't it yeah i can't wait i can't wait i think we i think we put it down i think we we you know so much stuff coming we have so much stuff to plan we're gonna have people coming through we're gonna have merch we're gonna have uh all kinds of stuff to see and do so yeah really exciting holy uh and and i don't know if we've made this clear the Zoobs and I will be there doing a show. Matt will also be there. Matt will be in True. attendance. I mean, if, they, if that doesn't sell a couple tickets, Matt, you, we, we got to get you a guitar in your hand there. You play the intro song. That'd be great. I was thinking maybe um, uh, sort of true to the show, I'd be sort of behind a curtain the entire time, save for the That's last funny. like five minutes. I thought maybe that could be fun. <laughs> that is funny. We're going to source the curtain. But uh, I, I'm doing live sound alerts with the guitar. Yeah, just screaming, come on! <laughs> and then clapping a couple times. Getting just a phone ring app into a microphone. <laughs> so fantastic stuff. Uh, very close to the University of Toronto, which has the cheapest accommodations around for Forbidden Door Weekend, says Cadenza. So it sound, sounds like this will be convenient for at least a couple people uh, who are planning on attending. Awesome. I couldn't be more excited. Best thing on the calendar for me, Soups. Yeah, it's what I'm looking forward to. It's what, I, it's what I'm coming into the city to do, no question. And, and you can consider that the Zoobs is coming from the region to Toronto. Yeah, it doesn't right. do that for anything. I mean, they're going to drive in a train, and I haven't figured it out yet. I'm going to have to figure out my transit. But yeah, coming in on the weekend, it could be crazy. I cannot wait. And then, of course, on the Sunday, 
we all go to Forbidden Door. I mean, that's that's just gonna be a special weekend. It's gonna be bananas. Uh, Zoops, anything you want to say to the people before uh, we send you out? Maddie and I will head on over to the post show show. We went a little late tonight. Just those classic two words we love so much. Yeah, a little late. We had Zoops night. You know, we got a little rowdy. It's so close. <laughs> uh just love and energy we'll see you uh next week i'm excited oh yeah this would be a, a sneaky thing this basement's going to change I'm, I'm gonna have like five six weeks of renovations starting two weeks from now so i don't know i don't even know where i'm gonna be doing this podcast from i'm gonna be wow. very like very quiet locked in my bathroom gonna be so. a hole in that carpet around that i don't know <laughs> yeah i don't know where i'm gonna be two weeks from now in terms of the we'll, show but. we'll find out if you need to i guess this is a good time i just found out today uh the last wednesday in april i'm not here there you go. So, so we'll figure it out off air, obviously. But that's yeah, a great, that's great. Uh, have a great night. Thanks everybody for being in the chat. Love AEW. Love talking wrestling. Love the biz. Thanks everybody that uh, checked out the Patreon stuff. Uh, shout out patreon.com slash J0SHC. If you thought, I wish these guys would do a fucking WrestleMania show and tell us how they hit WrestleMania or the UFC merger. We did do that. We did we recorded a fucking hour and 20 minutes of that. Uh, that's on Josh's Patreon. It's also the best Patreon discord in wrestling i was in there wrestlemania evening i was in there uh tony khan speculation day uh and it was also ran on the uh, less than jays patreon if you're a blue jays fan if you like baseball uh running it over there we are we, we are due for a ufc preview as well yeah which we might knock out tomorrow afternoon but i'm feeling probably friday because we haven't talked about it you let me know i want to spring on you but yeah we'll have a ufc preview for this weekend a ufc 287 izzy and Alex P, that's going to be pretty sick. Jorge Masvidal's on that card. Lots going on. Gamebred Fighter going to get absolutely fucking offed in Miami. It's going to be great. Did you see the MMA chat today, though? <laughs> well, what, what do we got? A very famous person was talking me into a bet on Jorge Masvidal. Does this, famous, well, that person, does this famous person have a lot of money and doesn't care so much about it? Is that why they're saying maybe, this? Maybe. They are a millionaire, I think. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. So listen to the preview. That'll be on uh, patreon.com slash less than chase. Love and energy, Zoobs. Thanks for such a great show tonight. <laughs>